The Trials of Apollo, The Dark Prophecy, Chapter 21. Get me a legion and about six tons of rocks. Need to kill a snake. I do not like serpents. Ever since my famous- Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. Jokes. Chapters. Mm-hmm. The this set of chapters, like these and the ones before and the ones after, are all like he makes does that like boom, burn mm-hmm. like a bunch of times. So and they're always great. They're always they're always a sleigh. It's true. Ava, Neve. How are we this week? <laughs> um, I gotta change it up. Gotta ask it a little different every time. Right, mm-hmm. right. Emphasizing a different word. Um, how how are we? How are we? Anyway, sorry. Um, okay. Um, I'm rereading Pride and Prejudice. And it's still good. How are you, Neve? <laughs> <laughs> And that and that's all from Ava. That's all she wrote. <laughs> that's all she wrote. I'm doing good. I've been very eepy these past few days. Me and too. I have to go back to work tomorrow and I literally just I can't believe. <laughs> I can't believe I have to go back to work. So I took like basically the whole weekend off um to go to a family gathering. And then I didn't work on Sunday and then I didn't work today. So now it's like, oh my god, I have to go back here um but it's okay i'll get some more money (laughs) the break in my phone it's okay (laughs) um i'll get some more money so that's nice how are you brayden i'm good i'm fine i'm chilling be good yeah um i just and he's chilling (laughs) i just finished reading a short little uh, media theory book that I had a great time with. Uh, let me pull up the author's name because I want I want to be able to actually fully cite my sources. Um, give me one second. I I I didn't prepare myself for the what I was going to say and promote this. It is it's called Batman and the Joker. Um, it is okay. an analysis of queerness under the lens of Batman and Joker as like pop culture icons um that's cool real interesting real kooky and like about like the politics of the joker and how it subverts heterosexual norms and the the dyad between them and what that represents it's really interesting um by it's by chris richardson it's actually free on audible what so that was exciting that's very cool. Mm. Thank you, Kanye. And yeah, I read it all today. So. Oh wow! Love. I'm all. I'm all. I've like. I've a, a, like, an eighth of it left. Nice. I read most of it today, but I will probably finish it at the gym. Nice. With that, welcome back to Return to Game Path Blood. This week we will be. Discussing The Trials of Apollo, The Dark Prophecy, chapters 21 
through 24, through the theme of conviction. It is my turn in the hot seat. It is. If someone would like to time me. Ava, do you want to do it? I feel like you always want to. I know, but I don't want to take that away from you. It's okay. I'm really okay. Are you sure? I promise. Okay. Well, as long as that's the truth. It is. Brayden, you can start. (laughs) What we're doing is we're in this canal. Big fucking snake. Big snake. Meg is going at it, but then it starts choking Meg. Leo is opening the little thing. He's distracted. Then Apollo is like, I'm a scream. He knocks a building on the snake, saves Meg. They go, they pop up their little heads in a canal. They're in Commodus's throne room. He does a little chit chat. He's like, I'm gonna kill lit, but later. And then they go through the the, the little palace. They find all the prisoners. Um, the hunters attack, but like we don't really know it's the hunters. And then we find another hunter and a snake woman, and we find Georgina and the chair. There you go. 45 seconds on the dot. Boom. Very nice. We rushed through some details at the end there, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I, g- I gave you every detail of fighting that snake. <laughs> yeah. You really did. You really did. Scene by scene breakdown of fighting that snake. Yeah. So did Rick, though. Like, two of these chapters were just, like, how they fought the snake. Yeah, that's true. true. Anything I miss? I mean, like, obviously, probably something, but... Um, no, I mean... Isn't that consequential? At the, like... I guess just that, like, they're about to escape, and then Meg is like, something. Oh, yeah, we gotta go. Towards it. Um, but that's like, you know, setting up the next chapter. Yeah, go to, go towards the light. Yeah. Oh, we find out that um, the chair is really lame. Yeah. Yes. But it's like thing. engraved with the mountains of the goddess where she gave birth to all the muses. And it's like about her labor. Yeah. Slay. I'm like, all right. Okay. Mother. 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 No, for real. <laughs> like actually though um, <laughs> please very yeah. literal mother yeah mother literal real fast paced these chapters real real scene after scene after scene they zoomed certainly we zoomed through that palace I what guess were, what, what were our favorite favorite parts of these chapters what about the songs what were our songs? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, take it away, Ava. I thought it was very funny that we had no like we were in one location, then another location, then another location, then another. You know, so I chose "Where Have You Been" by Rihanna as a funny because I didn't really know where mm-hmm. where the, they had been. Notoriously, the premiere just dance yes oh yes yes that was the one just dance disc i had and I, and just dance for 2014 2014 though i had just dance for and just dance 2014 very nice 
So you know the in the summertime when the weather, when the weather is hot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sure. all the fruits. Yes, all the fruits. Um, when I tell you no one could beat me, uh, where have you been on Joe Sands 2014? No one could beat me at Maria or Prince Albert. Real. I would just do it. I would just, I would stand, sit in my basement and I would not sit. I was moving. I would do the same actually in the basement. I, and yeah. I was practicing. I had that high score. I had those five stars. Yep. Where have you been? I was also obsessed with Come On by Kesha, like the dance where uh, uh, you were the girl or the panda. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Oh, I loved that one. Anyway. I, I mean, I do have an important question, which is, is Just Dance as much of a cultural moment for people in, like, middle school now as it was when we were? Or did we just hit the... Like, that's devastating. I was going to say, I fear that it's not. Yeah. Because, I don't know. Like, it's definitely, like, it has a presence, but it was, like, it was our lifeblood. Like we it all, happened you were at a 80s. social event, someone better have fucking just dance at the, whatever house you're at for the social event, or it's about to be boring as hell. Right. Yeah. If you don't have just dance at your 13th birthday, SMH, everyone is leaving. Right. Every, everyone is leaving. No, it's true. I also think just dance happened very much in the age of the we. Yes, we we were the prime we generation. Oh yes, my sister we and I were, were saying yesterday, like I'm buying a Wii on eBay. But literally, my Wii broke after like over ten years. I'm devastated. I think my my uh, off the record, my brother knows how to modify games well so if we invest in a Wii perhaps he can help us get the games and then we can have a Wii in our apartment Neve. <laughs> he's making this proposition right now on the podcast <gasps> I would like not be opposed to a Wii I think we can get one like, we'll put that on the to-do list for the first month find yeah. a Wii, <laughs> find a Wii. Find a Wii. Like, they go for like 60-ish dollars I think yeah. Yeah, we can we can afford that between the and two. I've wanted to impulsively buy a Nintendo Switch forever, so this can just be that instead. I will say, and I also do. I have a Switch, so yeah, but it's you yours. can just play, but you can play mine. <laughs> no, I'm safe. <laughs> no, I know, but like, you, but also, yeah, like feel free to you can buy a Switch game and play it on my Switch. You have you have access to that. Guys, he's so nice to me. Yeah, you're welcome. I also have a PS4. That's not really helpful. They stopped making games for it, so. Man, I didn't know that. I know. I have a, hold on, and I've been playing it recently. DS, your DS? Nintendo DS Lite. One of the oldest models, and it still works so strongly. I had a, a DSi. I envied you bitches with DSi's. I had the DSi XL. No purpose for it being bigger, just for fun. <laughs> my bro- I remember when my brothers uh, sold their DSIs to get three DSs. That was huge. I was so envious of everyone who had it. They were rich. Wow, they were rich. They they got them like years after they had come out too. Like they were not on the first wave. Who was like, like it was like there was no point in them buying them at that point. 
Because also, let's be honest, we've all played a uh, 3DS at this point. Because either, no, never. No, I never have. Because I don't have, know. Do you have friends with it? I, I mean, the first time I, I encountered it was with friends. I was also a boy child and friends with boys. That's real. And whenever, my thing was like, whenever I went to see a friend, it was time to play the Wii. Real? Real. And so, like, I had the DS Lite, and I just loved her. So, I... And she kept working, so there was no reason to, you know, invest in anything else. Did we all have the Wizards of Waverly Place game for the DS? Yes. No. What? Yes. It was, oh, my God. Just wear different so outfits. That's... I mean, did any of you have style savvy? No. What? No, I don't know her. No. <laughs> I don't know her. I've never known her. She actually made me into the person I am today derogatory. Ooh. Like you open your own boutique. You see, you like go to this huge mall with like a bunch of stores to buy your merchandise from. And you have to like cater like your brand's image around like what customers are coming into your store. It's so cool. And you have to like make outfits for customers and like based off of kind of what they describe their style to be it's, it's so like, so it's like papa's freezeria with clothes yes it is and i love it papa's freezeria yes and i chose freezeria on purpose because I it understand. is premier I, no i understand papa's game fuck papa's pizzeria i know she's the first and she gets respect for that listen first not as fun she did walk so Yes. Some of them did too much. That's real. Like we got to like Papa's grilled cheese area. Like we're like these aren't food. Yeah, we're getting we're getting specific with it. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, my song is "Where Have You Been?" because I didn't know where they had been. (laughs) I. My song is. I don't think I used it in the last book. That's a good uh, Lovecraft. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Lovecraft in Brooklyn by the Mountain Goats. Oh, oh. Um, little fight scene song. Love a little good little fight scene song. Um, and it felt very appropriate for this snake moment. And the voice of the lead singer of the Mountain Goats. The mountain goats are very talk singing. Yeah. But I, and I know Apollo's like an allegedly incredible vocalist. This is just the music I picture Apollo making because it's so wordy and like annoyingly poetic in a way that I like. But I it's very Apollo. I really see that. Um, and he's just like screeching in a little baritone. And That's so this felt right to me. That's hilarious. True though. If you don't know the mountain goats, they all they have a little not quite as scree- not as screechy as Greta Van Fleet, but a kind of Greta Van Fleety sound. If you took Greta Van Fleet and put her on like anger medication. Is that yeah. crossing the line? <laughs> Was that crossing the line? Yeah. <laughs> anger medication. I don't, know I, don't if that's, I don't know if that's their problem is anger. They're no, just it, it's totally oh, not. And listen, I love I freaking love Greta Van Fleet. However, 
they just mountain goats is just so much more folky no they're like the the folk version but they have you know what i'm saying though they have that kind of it's that quirkiness and that little like weirdness of the vocals and the wordiness yeah i agree um well my song is the reckless and the brave by all time low we all in such different directions we did. I actually have no better justification other than like fun fight scene song and also it's like so fucking corny. Like it's such a corny pop punk song. Love it. Love it so much. Like maybe only because it has like nostalgia in it. Like it's the most corny song ever. Um but I don't know why this gave corny vibes to me. I think it's like it the, the fight scene was a little corny and then like everything that like all the everything in this like layer is corny because it all has like Commodus's name all over it. And I was like, uh, it's time to pick a corny ass pop punk song for this set of chapters. And that's my only justification. I mean, and like all all time low music is a little corny in a way that yeah, I love. But like not No, but I love it. It's like I've actually <laughs> recently been listening to Break Your Little Heart non-stop i love that it's Rated. such a good song Rated, oh i God. love that song you i love, something love, love that song me too it's but it's been it's been, it's been it's like all in my mind it's oh it's mis- terrible it's so misogynistic i listen to it like all the time <laughs> thank you so much for saying that don't listen to break your little heart but also do, do. <laughs> but also do it is a bop and a half it's so good is currently on my I have like a play I always have a playlist of like the songs that I am listening to on repeat. It is currently on there. Man, I, I don't know this song. <laughs> yes, you would. I think you would recognize it if you heard it. Wait, actually, I'm also pretending no, I I'm warped by having an emo phase that I never left. Yeah, see, I never had that. Girl, but it's, also, like, it's misogyny. <laughs> I love it. And I will say, I, I will like all time low is not a band you find later in life and enjoy. Like no, I yeah. like all time low because they I are, like they're a nostalgia fueled venture for sure. Yeah. Like I don't think I would have discovered all time low and really enjoyed it on my own. Like I've discovered other emo bands that I could have liked in middle school, but like now because they're just good. Right. Like I just like recently getting into Mariana's trench. Oh. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> guys, guys, oh it, it, it took a really long time, but it's working. <laughs> it took so many putting them on these playlists and hoping somebody would listen. I've always I'm like excited. I've always had a little interest in them. I've liked a couple of their songs, but I really like that that recent album. Guys, let's go. Listen to Mario. <laughs> really uh grandiose, really cinematic. Mm-hmm. Love and light from here. <laughs> the favorite parts of these chapters. We got really off on that. that Nintendo. <laughs> we did. I had one, but now it's left my brain. I know it was corny. And it was. And I admit it. But something about all the screens, the showing comedies, I was like, this is so funny and scary at the same time. 
Yeah. Like, it felt real in a very, like, dystopian sci-fi way that also doesn't feel far off of reality. Yeah. Definitely. Like, go to a fucking Trump rally, you know? Don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't. But... But, like, this this is so real. You, corporate offices really be like this. Literally. And there's something about the corporate metaphor of all, all of this that is really paying off. Um, we, we'll get into it a, a lot more next week with what's coming up, but, mm-hmm. but like, I'm really enjoying the commitment to the corporate politics metaphor that's going on. And I felt like that even small detail of like their screens with his faces and name on it everywhere was like a joke, but it really had a lot of payoff for me. Yeah. Like, a joke to an extent, but, you know. We were all like, Trump's a joke, and then he was president for four years, and now he's going to be president again, maybe. We'll even, see. Even if he goes to prison, they're still going to put him forward as the candidate. You're saying will happen. No, not will, but <sighs> I'm scared. Good. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm fucking terrified. Terrified. <laughs> No, that girl, that debate was so scary. It was crazy. When I only watched the clips after the fact. I was like, I, guys, no one should ever take any word out of Chris Christie's mouth, seriously. That's true. He's a ridiculous man. I mean, all and, of them are. And yet he was one of the least ridiculous up there, which is saying a lot. Imagine That's imagine telling telling yourself like, even four years ago, even at the, like, even toward the end of Trump's presidency, that Chris Christie would be the most sane person up there. Literally. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, let's not <laughs> devolve too far into just depressing. depressing politics talk. This is also coming out later, and so much is happening with that Trump trial at the moment that there's a completely different yeah. text by the time this episode comes out, so... Yep. Who knows? Hope y'all are well a week and a half in the future from this recording. True. <laughs> <laughs> Other favorite parts of these chapters? They're just really like snake fight was fun, but also just felt like so dire so fast. Right. Right. It was like it was just there and then it was not there it was like oh okay oh we're oh okay yeah Yeah. i did like we were getting a lot of meg feats yeah yes and that was great i'm concerned for the rate she's power scaling in just in terms of like like writing like if she's so powerful you have to like I'm scared it's going to stop being believable. I know. And it's also like, how much farther can it possibly get? Yeah. How much further can it get? And what, how do you power scale the enemies against Meg at this point, who is like a spinning top of blades that can produce plants that strangle you and do whatever she wants. Yeah. Yeah. All that she wants. Oh, that she wants. 
is to kill you. Kill you. <laughs> and save her plants. I do love when she's like plants the chia seeds. I know. That I like was very that. sweet. That was so I, sweet. I can't remember who said it. I think it was Leo. It was like, after this, like, I'm gonna get you a cape and you can be called Chia Girl. And she was so happy. The fact that she was serving Chia Seed this entire, these entire chapters, I was like, that, you know, Rick, incredible work. That is the funniest seed. Yeah. Yeah. The award for funniest seed goes to... That's a Chia. Yeah. No, that's real. I agree with that. Sunflower does not pack a punch. Nor does pumpkin. No. But like chia seeds have the like chia pet context. That's the thing. It's the connection to chia pet that makes them really funny. Yeah. It's like, do I like, I put chia seeds like in my smoothies. Like that's, that's uninteresting. Right. There's like chia seed flaxseed. Like that's like a nutritional, like boo, boo hoo, whatever. You, you put chia seeds on terracotta forms of Scooby-Doo, of RuPaul. Yeah, of, of a RuPaul. RuPaul. We did. You cover, you cover your terracotta minion in chia seeds. Yeah, period. <laughs> and now she's doing whatever the fuck she wants with them. And that's iconic. And, and that that's on culture. Right. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back to talk about our theme. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, theme time. Theme time. Fiction time. What What do we think? What are our thoughts? What are our musings? Pun intended. Lol. I'm gonna be so honest. My head's kind of empty right now, just in general, and I th- I think it's a defense mechanism because I'm nervous about moving, but. What I always love is a word with multiple meanings. And conviction, we know, as like, in theory, like a passionate belief. But also when you get convicted, I don't know. Just think it's cool. Real. That's yeah, so real. I did. But the, the neurons, uh, the neurons are taking a backseat today and... I'm excited to listen. I didn't even think about that though. Like the, the noun conviction. Right. I guess it's always a noun, (laughs) but the like, no, I understand what you mean. It is always a noun, but like being convicted of something Right. that, that would be the verb. Um, (laughs) having conviction is the noun. Um, and a conviction is also a noun. And now that, now that we know all the grammar, grammar surrounding conviction, um, I think I'm now interested in the, in the definition of like being 
uh, convicted of a crime because it the, just sparks a lot of thoughts with Commodus and right. the way that he is judge, jury, and executioner. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a basic writing tool yeah. to like that is the rule to break. It's such an ingrained philosophy in Western society that like you sh- one person should not be judged during an executioner. That's a saying that like I feel like I've known forever, even though if I didn't really know what that that meant. Um, but it's such a clear signifier of villainy and antagonism to like cast someone as like oh they're unrightfully deciding something they're they are also stalwart in their convictions Mm -hmm. and like obviously like we know this is bad with comics but i feel like even though we're conditioned to always think this is a bad thing I'm not sure it is. I agree. But I do think in the case of Commodus, it is because he avoids conviction by having conviction. And so, therefore, he is able to influence the people around him because he is judge, jury, and executioner. Like, he's able to influence the people around him to have the same convictions as well. That like thereby prevent them from being convicted like it's it's a weird little web where it's like with him specifically having one prevents him undergoing the other yes i love words it is it's uh, it took me a minute because we're we're just we're using convict in so in like with so many meanings yeah that, that it, it is hard to map i i think the the reason that i'm like maybe this isn't always a bad thing is i feel like in a more revolutionary anti-establishment context conviction is painted by the oppressor as a negative thing where it's like you believe in a cause that is wrong that conviction is dangerous it is painted as a dangerous thing yeah and i think we are kind of seeing that in we flipped the tables if the of the status quo in trials of apollo in a way that makes these characters who were originally part of the establishment mm-hmm. the revolutionaries. Yeah. They, they've always had like the first season obviously had a very season. I the the Percy Jackson and the Olympians books <laughs> had, one. had a little bit of this, but that was more of a how do we change from the inside kind of what's yeah right. it was literally literally yeah, quite literally and then our second season uh <laughs> the the heroes of olympus books are completely outside this where we're we're looking at two factions of establishment um and their inter- their the conflict between those 
But the triumvirate creates a completely new status quo in the mortal world where suddenly the people who were taught were the only like magical part of this like hidden world under the mortal world are actually the lowest class. Yeah. And so we're now taught that these convictions that were previously establishment positions are now dangerous because they're anti a new establishment that didn't even exist before. It's just it's just an interesting shift in the positionality of this entire series and franchise. Yeah. True. I didn't think of it that way, but it's true. When we were like deciding on this theme, I was more thinking of it in a like like Commodus is so passionate about whatever he thinks, like his own self-serving needs that like he doesn't trust anyone to help like anyone around him. And, you know, <laughs> given his past that we learned about last week, I, I wouldn't trust why. Right. Like, I wouldn't trust people either, but it is just like a a thing that shows like conviction can really make you believe that you're the only one who you you believe in this cause so much that like you're the one the only one who's actually capable of getting it done right and like can't rely on anyone else around you like he was gonna kill it so fast so fast and then like it's just like that being like the i almost just spoiled the next chapters (laughs) we've all read them here but you know um but yeah, that like sometimes conviction can just mess with your brain so much that you're like, I care about this so much and it doesn't seem like anyone else cares about this. So no one else does and no one else is capable of helping me because I'm the only one who actually cares about this. Right. And it's that, it's that part of the chapters. That stubbornness aspect of it. Like yeah. Stubbornness is in a way almost a synonym of conviction in that like, you are so stalwart in your ways. It's a, it's a refusal to change. And that refusal to change can both be good and bad. Is a refusal to change the status quo, but it's also a refusal to accept the status quo. Right. Yeah. It's that driving force behind all political action is is either pro or anti something and Mm -hmm. you have to have conviction in that however unfortunately the most successful politicians are often ones that have very little conviction Mm -hmm. in their beliefs and are able just to follow the trends yeah go with the polling i don't even know i don't even know that that's a bad thing um in a representative democracy you should shift to change the to the views of your constituents um and and we should be open to people changing i feel like we're having a harder time with that as a society yeah for not bad reason because things have gotten really extreme in the past couple years of like the the poles of the political spectrum are just getting further and further apart um but 
in those poles getting further and further apart, we're also really losing that capacity for change. And like it just because one day you were very stalwart in your beliefs and you had a lot of conviction for your stances doesn't mean that once you get new information, you can't decide to change and that we shouldn't accept that. We don't see a lot of people changing to be honest, but I also don't think we give them and people enough space to change and grow. Oh yeah. Completely agree. Like obviously Commodus wasn't going to change, but Apollo can Apollo is. Yeah, Apollo very much Apollo Apollo and Commodus were on the same side at one point. Yeah. And they've gone in very different directions. And Apollo's really only actually changing his behavior now, but it's because of the new things he's learned. And he has a little bit of stubbornness. He has a hard time learning these new lessons. Yeah. But I think it's, it's about finding that balance of being having conviction in your morals but being open-minded that you also might not see the full picture yeah yeah true i like that sum up of it yeah any other thoughts or do we want to jump to sass moments well personally i'm quite excited about my sass moment take it away okay well it was kind of already said (laughs) But I really like it. It's at the very beginning of 21. Um, ever since my famous battle with Python, I've had a phobia of scaly reptilian creatures, especially if you include my stepmother Hera. Boom! I think that's so funny. And then they start talking about um, George and Martha. George and Martha name drop! Yeah, work. True. Love. Anyway, yeah. Mine is the haiku at the beginning of 23. So amaze, such name. Sarah with five S's is still two syllables. Come on. No, no. I know. It's such a love-hate relationship with that haiku. I like no. Stood no, that's so funny. No, it's not. It's literally like frozen in time in the worst time. It, it's chained and locked in a block of ice in the worst time. Well, no, the only frozen in time part is the part where he says, like, such name, whatever. I know. But and the that rest was not, That was not a moment in the internet where we were particularly funny. No, that was the, I wasn't even talking about the so amazed such name part. I'm talking about this. I, the part that's funny is that Sarah, Sarah with five S's. Five S's. It's still two syllables. Yeah, that's it's objectively funny, and you cannot argue against that. That was funny. But yeah. I think you find it funnier because you don't know how syllables work. So. I do. So <laughs> Please expose. No, syllables are stupid. We pronounce things it's differently. It's such a long story, guys. I like, grew up with a speech impediment. <laughs> I, I form my words yeah. differently. There was one that messed... There was one of these, like, haikus that I got messed up on the syllables, though, so I can't even judge. Thank you. I was reading it, and I was like, that's only four. It was five. I ha- I have to say, I haven't bothered to count the syllables. I've just trusted. Well, there's this little song. <laughs> this YouTuber Funny. named Jax Films <laughs> used oh to like God. do like 
Oh, like videos, but it doesn't matter. But like he had this little tune that was like, do, 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 and would sing that, like would sing the words of a haiku in that tune. So now anytime I see a haiku, I just read it in that little tune. That's funny. So that's how I would notice if I messed it up. Anyways, my sass moment is... Yes, Leo said. The vault lock clicked. The door swung inward. Leo turned and grinned. Who's the best? Me, I asked, but my spirits fell quickly. You didn't mean me, did you? <laughs> Leo ignored me and stepped into the room. I was like, that's like me, Core. Like, I would, tend to, <laughs> I would end up doing something like that. I was like, oh, 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 oh. You didn't mean me, did you? Whoops. Felt that one. Real. Who are we giving offerings for? George and Martha. Real. I miss them. I feel like I gotta give it to Meg. Like, she was I a also, boss. I also feel like I should give... Okay, if you give it to Meg, then... I'll give it to Leo for being funny. And that's it. <laughs> that's real. And who are we voting off? Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. The chair. Yeah. Boring chair. Boring chair. Yeah, make it too. I kind of like that it was boring. I like the choice. Well, I thought it was interesting. All right. Um, I guess I gotta go with. We talked about him a lot this week, so Chris Christie. (laughs) Period. He always deserves that. Yeah, he does. We're really out racking up the real people on this list, as we should. We got Rick, Ron DeSantis, Bruno Mars, Luke Combs, and Chris Christie. Fuck Luke Combs. I hear that song all the time. Oh my God, it's literally awful. Every time it comes on, I'm like seething. I know, I changed the channel. All right. (laughs) On that note, that's all for this week. Join us next week where we will be discussing... Chapters 25 through 28. Make sure to follow us on social media. We're at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. And we also have a coffee account and a Redbubble store and a website, www.returntocamp.com. Good night. Have or good maybe not night. Peace oh, out. Yeah, that I'm thinking Girl about. Scout. Or good day. <laughs> Peace out, Girl Scout, in an intimidating way. That is kind of scary. <laughs> Peace out, Girl Scout. Girl Scout. I hate it.